Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Entertain Me podcast, where you entertain me. Thank you to everyone who listened and uh, stayed tuned to my first ever podcast, uh, Entertain Me. Let's let's give you the premise of this whole thing. How often do you find yourself watching the same episodes of The Office for the hundredth time? During Entertain Me, I'll cover everything from the newest movies, TV shows, and video games f- with my own reviews, what they could have done differently, and why it did or didn't entertain me and really this is just a way for you to entertain me give me movie video game tv show suggestions i'll watch and play them and give my honest opinions really i created this podcast with the thought of expanding my horizons and there's a lot of video games i've played there's a lot of movies i've watched there's a lot of tv shows i've watched but i know i'm missing something and i want to expand my horizons so give me movies tv shows video game recommendations to play and i will play them you can follow me on twitter to give me recommendations my handle is at warren abraham so all lowercase no dashes no dots or anything like that so during the podcast i uh i will watch a new tv show just a few episodes i can't promise i can get through the whole thing uh i'll watch a new movie or i will watch a a old movie that i haven't seen before and i'll play video games that maybe i've never heard of maybe uh video games that i've been looking forward to new video games if you will because hey I haven't played them if they're brand new, right? (laughs) So let's start with video games. Kingdom Hearts 3. Now, if you listen to the first podcast, I talked a little bit about Kingdom Hearts uh, and just how confusing it was and how many games they've introduced on all these different platforms, PS4, Xbox, 3DS, uh, PSP, I think, even had one. Well, this is the culmination and the 12th installment of the Kingdom Hearts series and a direct sequel to Kingdom Hearts 2 and the final chapter in the saga. Numerous people I know have been waiting like patiently for this final installment to come out. It's been 13 years, which is really funny because it actually ties in a whole lot to everything else. Uh, Set after the events of Kingdom Hearts 3D Dream Drop Distance, Sora is returning, Donald Duck, Goofy King, Mickey, Riku. uh, They're looking for the seven Guardians of Light and the key to return hearts as they attempt to thwart the restored Xehanort's final plan. Uh, So really everything is kind of coming to a head in this and uh, this will be it from here. My initial thoughts. I, if you remember, if you listened to the first podcast, had never played Kingdom Hearts ever before. Uh, I I saw that Kingdom Hearts 3 was coming out. My friends constantly said it was one of the best games, one of the best RPGs they've ever played, and really, really wanted me to give it a shot. So I did, and I bought the uh, Kingdom Hearts final remix you know they they re-released everything re-upped everything the graphics and you know all the good stuff all the good things you need because who's gonna go out and buy a playstation 2 just to catch up on kingdom hearts so they they knew that they understood that so and they knew it's been a long time so uh i'll start right away with saying the graphics blew me away uh this is so so good and uh, they they really they got Pixar on board for a lot of this because for those of you who don't know about Kingdom Hearts, all I have to say is wiki it or something. It'll give you a way better summary than I ever could. Uh, but anyway, Disney Pixar now 
uh, jumped on board a lot with this because you travel to these different Disney worlds to help those worlds out and kind of like save them from the darkness, if you will. And the previous ones, you've gone to worlds like... uh, Alice in Wonderland, Hercules, uh, just basically most of the Disney worlds you can think of. Lion King, you're more than likely going to have traveled there if you played Kingdom Hearts. Well, Kingdom Hearts 3 has changed it up. We're not going with the classic hand-drawn Disney anymore. No, we are going on to the new Pixar Disney movies. We're talking about Toy Story. We're talking about uh, Monsters Incorporated. I didn't. I haven't seen Incredibles I mean, you'd think they'd get Incredibles in there because, well, I love the Incredibles, but uh, Frozen's in there, Tangled's in there. So you're traveling to all of these worlds with, uh, with the new characters, and they could not have done any better. The graphics are on point with the graphics you have seen them in the movies with. Uh, the voice acting blew me away for the sheer fact that a lot of the voice actors did not return. You think they're going to pay John Goodman and Billy Crystal to return as Mike and Sully in Monsters Incorporated? Of course not. Those guys are huge movie stars. But the the voice actors that they found to cover for them is unbelievable. They sound just like Mike and Sully. The same goes for uh, Toy Story. They didn't get Tim Allen and Tom Hanks to do Woody and Buzz. They got some other people, one of them being Tom Hanks's brother. They sound just like Woody and Buzz. So I give them mad props as far as that goes. The gameplay is so good. Uh, you know, like it's very intuitive. Uh, I feel like you're super OP right off the bat because they give you everything. They they integrated they integrated the the rides from Disney World and Disneyland into this, and that is used as a weapon. You get different swords, which they call keyblades, uh, from the different worlds that you have saved, and those have superpowers. Then you have Donald and Goofy, who you can use superpowers with, and then when you're traveling with your companions in the Toy Story world or Monstropolis world, uh, you're you're getting to use them to your advantage. Which brings up the argument that the games are actually for kids, both the subject material and the gameplay. But I digress. I had so much trouble with Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 as far as level goes, final boss goes. So I I, I, I do have to say that while I see why maybe it was di- designed for little kids, it's definitely not for little kids. The subject matter, the, the, the deeper story of it all goes so much deeper than just, hey, look, I'm helping out Woody and Buzz and where's Andy and let's save everybody. We're talking about, you know, accessing people's hearts and when their hearts leave their body. And now we're not talking about a physical heart. Their heart refers to their soul. When their soul leaves their body, it creates a nobody because they don't have a heart. And it creates a heartless because, well, they don't have a heart either. So you you create two different beings when your heart leaves your body. And, or, well, well, I guess, well, your soul leaves your body. And when you defeat those, then everything kind of meshes back together. And you're trying to figure out... Like whose body is this and whose nobody is this and whose heartless is this and you you know you're constantly all over the place and I think that's where it also gets a little bit confusing, 
I should also specify, uh, this is spoiler free. I'm not going to share anything from, you know, the premise of these TV shows or these movies or these video games that I talk about. That is not me. I really hate when things are spoiled and I want you to just get my, I just want you to hear an honest opinion from somebody who has played this. And I, I mean, these play, these companies, these video games, these movies, these TV shows, they don't pay me to talk about this. This is all opinion and my thoughts on everything, but kingdom hearts three in summary a a wonderful game uh a great series although very convoluted uh definitely something for you guys to check out if you haven't played any of the kingdom hearts games you could have been just like me and played other games like prince of persia god of war you know your classic hack and slash games uh but this has a lot of finesse to it there's a lot of time and love put into this game and uh a game that they really began working on as early as 2006 and not being announced until 2013, and then finally getting to play it in 2019, uh, it really reaches that pivotal moment and and engraves itself as one of the better games uh, of our time, as far as you know, graphics go, integration goes, your Final Fantasy characters meeting your Disney characters, and all fighting for one cause. It's very very good. Uh, released worldwide in January. And uh, I am, I don't even know how far I am away from defeating it, but I can give you guys an update if you're interested in that on where I am. Uh, but again, I won't, uh, I won't spoil anything, uh, but definitely check it out if you're looking for a game series to, to, to do, because how many times have you gone back to playing the same game because you know that game is good? or because there was nothing new out to play or do or see, give the Kingdom Hearts series a chance, drop Fortnite, quit playing that, and play a good game. Okay, so Kingdom Hearts 3 gets two thumbs up so far, and we'll see how I feel about it once I get to the end of it. It could be different. I could hate the ending of it and could not like it at all. All right, so with Entertain Me, again, we look at movies, TV shows, and video games. So with video games out of the way, again, if you have a video game recommendation for me to play that I maybe have not played before, Devil May Cry I've never played before, uh, Catherine I've never played before, those are just a couple of suggestions. I have a PlayStation 4. I also have a decent gaming computer. So send me recommendations on Twitter at Warren Abraham So, and uh, I'll see what I can do, okay? Moving on to TV shows, I recently started watching NBC's The Good Place, starring Kristen Bell, uh, William Jackson Harper, D.R.C. Carden, Jamila, Jamil, Ted Danson is in this as well. It's a fantasy comedy television series. Now, I'll read you the premise of this. The series focuses on Eleanor Shellstrup, who wakes up in the afterlife and is introduced by Michael to The Good Place, a high... A highly selective, heaven-like utopia that he designed as a reward for her righteous life. However, she realizes that she was sent there by mistake and must hide her morally imperfect behavior while trying to become a better and more ethical person. So... Let me just give you an update. If that didn't summarize it enough for you, Kristen Bell, she dies in a freak accident. She's at a grocery store. She dies. She goes off to heaven and she is like, why am I here in heaven? Well, he goes through her name again, being Eleanor Shellstrup and being like, you've done so many things. You volunteered your time. You saved kids in Africa. You donated to, 
you know, you're you volunteered and did all these other things. So that's why you are in the good place. This utopia where everything is perfect and every every utopia is different, but a lot of people have the same like. So her utopia is full of frozen yogurt and it's full of uh, she has this quaint little house because she never needed that much. But everybody else has mansions because they did so much. Uh, and she's very upset about that. Well, we find out in the first episode that somebody did an oopsie. There were two people named Eleanor Shellstrup. The one who passed away that isn't Kristen Bell was the one who deserved to be in the good place, while Kristen Bell deserved to be in the, you know, opposite the bad place. <laughs> so now we are met with this kooky, strange thing where you have somebody who should not be in heaven and should be somewhere else uh, who is in heaven and for the wrong reasons. So whoever behind the scenes was doing the job of research on who needs to go where and why they need to go where definitely should not be having that job because it sounds like I I've only gotten like four or five episodes in, but it sounds like She's not the only one. There's somebody else there who is there and shouldn't be there. So somebody is pulling some strings somewhere. I haven't gotten that much further into it. But my initial overall thoughts on The Good Place are favorable, actually. Like, I, I, like the, uh, I like the premise of it. I like the fact of it trying to explain, you know, you're doing good and you're doing righteous. And there's like a point system. So if you did this, you helped an old lady cross the street, you get a thousand points. If you do this, you get a thousand points. If you do something bad, like like steal or, or murder somebody, obviously, that's worth negative points. And then based on where you're at, they place you either in the good place or the bad place. Uh, the third season actually just concluded on January 24th. NBC renewed the series for a fourth season. Uh, so actually, there's a decent summary here that I found. And again, no spoilers. This is just the first episode. It shouldn't be a spoiler. Like you learn it right away. Uh, and obviously you're listening because you want to know, should I be watching this or should I avoid this? Is it bad? Is it terrible? Uh, so Michael introduces Eleanor to Janet, who is an artificial intelligence. She serves as a guide and really a knowledgeable person who can produce anything out of thin air. And then she's assigned a soulmate because you're assigned soulmates in the good place, and it's a university ethics professor named Chidi Angoinier. I think that's how they said his name. Anyway, Eleanor says that she's been mistaken for someone else, and he agrees to teach Eleanor to become a better person, to earn her place for real. Uh, her neighbor is a silent Buddhist monk named Jianu Lee, whose soulmate is socialite Tahani Aljamil, and uh, Jian, uh, Jianyu reveals that he's actually a dim-witted DJ from Florida, and he was sent to the good place by mistake as well. Now, what, what makes this even more comical is these people who don't deserve to be in the good place, they're causing the good place to freak out because it knows there's something there uh, that shouldn't be there. It's like what your computer would do if there was a virus. It's freaking out. There's something on that computer that, that shouldn't be here right now. You need to delete it, get rid of it, but we don't know where it is or what it is. You have to find it. And everybody's freaking out. They they continue to teach Eleanor, and then uh, they start teaching this DJ who also was there by mistake how to be good, try to actually earn their place to be a part of the good place. That's as far as I've gotten. But while, while that is as far as I've gotten, I'm definitely interested. Kristen Bell plays such a good 
I was a meanie, but I'm trying to be really nice character. I, I love Kristen Bell in general, and just the whole overall premise of it. The MB- NBC just seems to find the some of these really good, uh, you know, premises and be able to make it into something bigger. NBC, you know, you know them for Parks and Rec, The Office, and I, I would highly recommend you start The Good Place if you're a fan of those because NBC sitcom, fantasy comedies, they generally do pretty good job. So that is my brief synopsis of The Good Place. Again, I recommend. I will probably watch it a little bit more. But again, as part of Entertain Me, I need more TV show suggestions. Give me ideas, things to watch if you want to know my opinion of it. Uh, Just based on maybe the first five or six episodes, I don't think it's fair to give me a week to watch a season. I don't have that much free time. Uh, But uh, the, The Good Place, I give it one thumbs up right now. We'll see again where it's at after I've watched more of it. Maybe I can... And come back and give you guys an update on it on one of my podcasts but the good place it's 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 got a it's got a good start uh and again being renewed for a fourth season that's that's pretty good in today's world where people get bored of something after one or two seasons and then it goes downhill and finally we get to the movie portion of entertain me bohemian rhapsody the 2018 biographical film about the british rock band queen following singer freddie mercury's life from him joining the band in 1970 to their live aid performance at wembley stadium in 1985 produced by 20th century fox new regency gk films and queen films with Fox serving as distributor, one of the final films that Fox will be doing before it officially becomes part of Disney. Uh, you've got people like Rami Malek starring in this and Gwilym Lee. Mike Myers makes a small appearance. Uh, and then some names that I am unfamiliar with, Lucy Boynton, uh, Ben Hardy, Joe Mazzello, Aiden Gillen. Uh, and guys, I have, I mean, I work in radio and I've told you this before. Again, if you haven't heard, go listen to the welcome podcast. You learn a little bit more about me and, and, and why I'm doing this. Uh, I am a huge music fan, obviously working in radio. I'm surrounded by music constantly. Queen is up there with one of the greatest of all time, all their music. We will rock you radio Gaga. Uh, of course, you get the the other ones like, you know, Somebody to Love and Fat Bottom Girls, but these guys are phenomenal. Love Queen to Death, and I was really, really, really excited to watch Bohemian Rhapsody. With that said, Bohemian Rhapsody, while it is not a terrible movie, it is good. Don't get me wrong. If you're a huge Queen fan, watch it, but I didn't like some of the execution. I am fascinated by the life of Freddie Mercury. I I I am so envious of his voice. I'm so envious of his of his uh, of where he came from and where he ended up at. Not not as far as the AIDS and everything goes. Nobody should ever wish that for themselves. But I am so envious of just how much, you know, he had and how much he gave when he performed. You watch some of the music videos, some of the live performances. The dude was giving it 125% every night. And I don't think they gave him enough. While I know it's supposed to be a show about Queen, I was more interested in learning about... Freddie Mercury. And while maybe you 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 might be saying, well then don't watch a a a biographical film about the band Queen. Watch watch like a biography on, you know, Freddie Mercury, but I digress. 
Uh, the film was was released uh, in the U.S. November 2nd, 2018. Mixed reviews from critics. Its portrayals of Mercury's life and sexuality and other band members were criticized, but Malik's performance in the music sequences received a lot of praise. Uh, that coming from the website Variety.com. Uh, and I can agree with that. Remy Malik showed up and showed out. He was. And the band members will tell you, Brian May from the band will tell you that he felt like he was watching Freddie Mercury's life on the big screen. And uh, they did give, you know, I, I felt like I didn't get to know a lot about the other characters. It was kind of just like, here's the band, introduce Freddie Mercury, now you're queen. And then it did focus more on Freddie Mercury, but I wanted to know more about the band too. Like while you did focus a little bit on Freddie Mercury, I wanted to know more about Brian May and I want to learn more about the bassist and the drummer. See, I don't even know their names off the top of my head, uh, but the budget 50 to 55 million, they didn't need a whole lot, but the box office 821.8 million. It's up for numerous awards, five nominations at the Academy Awards, best picture, best actor, it's already won awards, including Best Motion Picture Drama uh, at the Golden Globes, Producers Guild America Award for Best Theatrical Motion Picture, the BAFTA Award for Best British Film. Malik also won the Golden Globe and Screen Actors Guild Award for Best Actor. Uh, and Malik, I think he's on his way. Like, he got his start really in TV, and now he's kind of getting more into the, the, the movies. Uh, you know him from Mr. Robot, uh, Night at the Museum. He was Pharaoh. Achman Ra, <laughs> you remember that? Uh, you know, not the biggest, I didn't think, but uh, he's really coming into his own. He will be somebody who you need to watch out for uh, when it comes to awards in the future. So, Remy Malik, you've got my utmost praise for becoming Freddie Mercury and your portrayal of him. And man, if you have not seen the side-by-side -side comparison of the Live Aid concert, the guys who directed this movie definitely gave a huge tribute to Queen in that regard. But at the same time, I felt like I was all, all I was getting out of this wasn't how the band formed. And the band never actually broke up. If you watch the movie, they they break up. And then Freddie's like, oh, I'm so sorry. No, like they didn't. Freddie went and did some of his solo stuff and he stayed with the band. So they they added the drama part of it. They added they skewed it a little bit. So it's not necessarily an accurate 100% biographical film, but it's a biographical film nonetheless, I guess. But now that I've sifted through a little bit of it, I, I and and you have you guys have to know that this is all kind of coming from the top of my head. I haven't prepared anything. I haven't written anything for this. This is all kind of being regurgitated right now. So in summary, I feel like Bohemian Rhapsody did a good job of showing us how a lot of Queen songs were written, such as Bohemian Rhapsody. And I want to break free and where these came from. But other than that, I, I just felt like it was another movie about some rock band that if you didn't know it was Queen, you'd just be like, interesting. So this band is going through a lot of different things. <laughs> and that's about it. And it ends at the Live Aid concert when there was so much more. Like, they could have gone into how Freddie, you know actually admitted that he had AIDS to the band and how he actually continued to perform until his last dying breath, the final music video that was released and just how sick he was, but how he just so wanted to perform and give it his all continuing, propping himself up to add the vocals to the final song and just the heart-wrenching feels there. But major box office success, 
it's got one thumbs up from me if you are a Queen fan or you want to see a biopic, a biographical film, Bohemian Rhapsody, you should definitely check it out. If not, if not for your interest of Queen or rock music, more for the fact that it's up for several awards. And speaking of awards, with the Oscars coming around the corner, this is the time that I like to watch movies that are up for Oscars so I can acquaint myself with them and then I can really appreciate why it won that award. So in the upcoming days, I may not need I may not need a a movie suggestion, a new movie or an old movie that I maybe haven't seen before. Uh, because I'll be watching Oscar movies that I haven't seen yet, and I can definitely come back on here and talk about it. Roma is on my list of things to watch. Uh, the favorite is up there, The Green Book. I definitely want to see that one. That one came to our theaters here where we're at in North Dakota, so I will be checking that one out hopefully soon. Uh, but that's that's the that's my thought on Bohemian Rhapsody. Go check it out. Uh, it's not the greatest biopic or biographical film that I've ever seen, but it's not bad it's it, it it's in its own right it's very good so that is it that's it for entertain me i've been entertained all week with again kingdom hearts 3 the good place and bohemian rhapsody again if you have a suggestion for a tv show a movie or a video game that i may have not seen before the best way to find out is to message me or tweet me at warren abraham so that's going to be the best way that you guys can stay connected with me and again remember with entertain me I want you guys to entertain me and give me suggestions for me to be entertained. I don't want to go watch The Office again for the 500th time. I want something new, fresh, fun, and uh, I'm constantly looking for it. You get my honest opinion with it every time. I promise you that nothing is off limits to this guy, okay? So that's it for Entertain Me for this week. I will see you guys again next week with some new movie talk, some new video game talk, some new TV show talk, uh, maybe Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's on my list. That might be what we do next week. That might be a little sneak preview. But that'll do it for Entertain Me, guys. I will see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me again here on Entertain Me. Entertain Me.